I got a feeling that it's gonna be a wonderful day. It's all about good morning. Morning, 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 morning. How you doing? Morning, 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 morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, the one, the only, the hot ravioli, El Presidente. Julian Nicholas, and I am here with my good friend Adrian. Adrian, how are you doing on this Monday? Well, I am doing good and dandy. We have the one and only Mr. Nessie and Mr. P on the show today. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Julian. It sounded like you were going to stall out on that intro. Oh, I, I know. I know. I mean, I'm blazing hot with this on and everything else, so uh, that's probably why. Flannel will do that to you. Good morning, Mr. Pertleball. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for being here on the Zebra Morning Show. It is another Maestro Monday. It is November 21st. What we like to call a short week. Yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, very yeah. excited for all the uh, all the fest- treats and trimmings. Yeah, all the festivities <laughs> that are there. And you know what? You bring up a good point, Adrian. Speaking of festivities. We'll make it sweet. Buenos dias, ladies and gentlemen. There is nothing festive about here. We are currently at 23 degrees and somewhat worry, somewhat fright. We'll be only at a high of 43 degrees, but it's going to be sunny. So, Mr. Nessie, you might be able to um, get a few few minutes of that Mediterranean tan you've been wanting. Yes, I, I try to keep that up as best I can through the winter months. Yeah, well, remember not to get too much, sir. Rem- remember that. Remember. Right, you got to care for your skin. Largest organ in the body. I know, I know. Or is it outside the body? Hmm. Outside the body. We'll save that question for Thursday. Oh. oh of next week. Ah. Next week, yes. This is El Presidente coming to you with the weather report, baby. All right, let's do our announcements, whatever we've got. Here you go, Adrian. All right. It is Monday, and we are going to be talking about the clubs that are meeting on Mondays. So let's start with the Drama Club meets at 254-42. I'm sorry. Sorry. 245 to 345. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, want to also shout out our Drama Club because coming up very soon is their performance of The Little Mermaid. That is the upcoming musical, and that's going to be on December 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you've got a 7 o'clock show on the 8th and 9th, and a matinee at 2 o'clock on Saturday, December 10th. We're actually going to have some cast members coming in prior to that show, or maybe that week, that week, to, to sing for us. So make sure you're tuned in, and make sure you go support the Drama Club. Right. We also got... Oh, what do you know? The Zebra Podcast Network on Monday from, let's see, let's see, let's see, from 2.45 to 3.30. That's right. We got Zebra Drive Time today with your girl Ashley coming at us with a Thanksgiving special, I think. So make sure you're tuned in later today from uh, about 2.45 to 3.30. Hmm. A little fun in the afternoon. Zebra Drive Time. Should oh, I yeah. pay a visit or uh, that's just double dipping? Um, you're not getting, you're, let's put it this way. I will pay you twice as much as I pay you if you show up again. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, I might show up later. 
And I think, is, is anything else? Oh, um, if you want to get an announcement on the show, teachers, club advisors, uh, coaches, anything like that, go to our website, zebrapodcastnetwork.com, and we will get your announcement here on the morning show. There's a form you can fill out, and we will take care of you. So zebrapodcastnetwork.com, get your announcements. Teachers, if you want to shout out some students for some awesome work they're doing, we'll do that too. Birthdays, basically, if you tell us to say it, we will. It's that simple. Yes. And on our sports. Well, again, we're in that weird in-between-the-seasons time, so fall sports are over. Winter sports are about to get underway as we approach December, and we're going to have every morning, we'll have updates from our basketball programs, bowling, winter track, wrestling, and all those teams are preparing for their winter seasons. And we'll have all the results right here on the Zebra Morning Show. That's it for sports. Go! Zebras indeed. It is Maestro Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and we have a very special guest, Mr. P, on the show. And uh, we have some questions for Mr. P. Julian, take it away. Why, thank you, good sir. Mr. P, what type of classes do you teach? Well, I'm a history teacher, and uh, right now I'm teaching all U.S. History 2 classes. Oh, uh, what made you um so interested in history? Because I myself love history. Um, I'm not exactly sure. All I know is that I've always been interested in it ever since I was a small kid. Um, I grew up in my grandmother's house, and uh, she was born in the around 1903 or 1904. Wow, she was born, and so um, in my household, she always would talk about the Great Depression, about having lived through that, um. And hearing about those stories from her and hearing about things such as, you know, the First World War, where my grandfather served in, Second World War, which was also, you know, an important historical event. So growing up, I was always infused with history in my house, and I just really enjoyed learning about the past. And uh, because I think it really, it really made, gave me perspective on what was going on at any given time. Hmm. Um, side question. Um, did your grandfather serve in both world wars or just World War One? He just served in World War One because by the time World War Two came around, he was you know a little bit too old for it. But uh, he did serve in World War One. Ah, uh, okay, uh, okay. So my uh, my uh, my last question and my first question is: <laughs> just ask a question. Yeah, I'll just ask a question. So, so my question is: Who inspired you to become a teacher? Of a uh, history teacher, in fact. I think you were reading off my notes, Adrian. No, I wasn't. Wow. <laughs> um, I could say that um, I'm not sure if anyone specifically inspired me to become a history teacher, but once I had made the decision to become a history teacher, the one teacher that I, uh, or the one person who was most in mind when I thought that was, I had a history teacher in high school. Uh, his name uh, is Mr. Beeman. I think he's still with us. Um, he was a great history teacher, and I look at, uh, I had him for a lot of classes in high school, uh, US 2, I had him for uh, European history, and I had him for a few electives in history as well, and uh, just the way that he 
presented history, the way that he ran the class, his calm demeanor, uh, really made it more real, real to me. And it was something that now, as a teacher, I look back and I can see a lot of what I do in class is inspired directly from him or taken directly from him. So, Mr. Beeman, um, if he's still with us, you know, uh, he was a great influence on my how I be, how I behave as a teacher, how I I teach my class. My question, Mr. Pertlebaugh, is if you didn't become a teacher, where would life have taken you? Uh, that's pretty good. I think probably I would be doing something with my uh, foreign language ability. Uh, prior to being a teacher, I was in the Marines. I was a cryptolinguist, which means I used to break codes and translate languages. So the codes would be in other languages, and I would tra- break the code and translate it for intelligence purposes. Ooh. So I probably would have moved on. One of my options was I was considering moving on to the NSA, National Security, Security Agency, where I had worked for a few years as the last few years in the Marines. So I probably would have continued in the cryptologic field, uh, probably stayed down in Maryland at the NSA and would have kept working there uh, as a career. Wow. Now, based on what is it? It's a cryptolinguist? Cryptolinguist, yes. I would imagine you have to know a lot of languages or understand them. How many languages do you know, speak, read, write? Well, I uh, speak, read, and write seven. Wow. Seven languages. Uh, you only need, for the job, you only really need uh, one foreign language because that will be your primary. But if you could gain capabilities and others. If you want to work overtime. Overtime, yeah. You want to do, you know, be, be more uh, uh, useful. It definitely helps. Uh, and, and mine I learned from various sources, but I found myself working as a cryptolinguist in multiple languages simply because I could. And that's, uh, you know, always helpful. So, yeah, and I'm, and... Um, what languages do you... Oh, yeah, that was the other part, yes. Uh, starting, well, other than English, uh, German, French, Spanish, Italian, Arabic, and Latin. And Ooh. Arabic was my primary uh, when I was in, in the military. Of the languages you know, what is your favorite, what's your favorite language? Ah, uh, that one's hard to say. Um, you can say it in any language you want. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to say Arabic in the sense that because it is the most challenging mm. of all the languages that I know. It is the most challenging. It's one that um, requires you to really put a lot of thought into. I could also say Latin for similar reasons because it requires a lot of thought when you use it. Um, but that's not necessarily the, the question. Is which is the most fun? And so the most fun, actually, the most fun that I've had is probably Spanish using that because I really like the uh, going places. Uh, I've been around the world, so when I go around the world and speak Spanish to people, and uh, they look at me and they're like, "But you know, you're a white guy. What are you doing? You know, you're, you're a gringo. How, how could you sound like that?" Now, so in knowing all of these languages that you know, I, I would imagine did that come easy to you, or was it challenging, or it it was always easy. It was it was always easy to me. I I discovered it. I mean, I was always interested in learning about it as a young kid, but no one in my family spoke another language besides English, but I did have some, some neighbors, some people in the neighborhood who spoke some German and my family's German, but they've been here so long, they don't speak it anymore. Right. Um, and I found that I picked up on it very quickly and I didn't really think much about it as a kid because, you know, you're a kid, what do you know? Kids don't think. Exactly. It was normal. So what would I know? Um, but, uh, then later on when I got to high school and had it offered to me officially as a class, we had German in school and I started taking German and uh, I found that I never opened the book, never studied, got straight A's, and everyone said, you know, you sound like you're from there, so 
Please shut up. You make us look bad. <laughs> oh, so my last question on, on the language, I don't know mm. if they have anything for you. Is there a language that you would like to learn that you don't currently speak? Um, well, there are about five or six that I'm working on uh, at any given time. But, uh, Chinese is one that I'm more or less interested in more lately. Okay. Um, Russian is one which I've learned a little bit of and I'd like to go back to and get some more formal instruction on. And there's always one or two that pop up like Gaelic just for fun. Right. Wouldn't have a whole lot of use with yeah. Gaelic, but just to, to use Gaelic. Okay. Back to you, boys. Uh, bonjour. Je m'appelle Julien. Uh, comment ça va? Oh, ça va très bien, merci. <laughs> est-ce que tu as étudié le français maintenant? Uh, Hold on, I got to turn on the subtitles. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, uh, coffee und milch, bitte. Ah, yeah, I have milch, uh, coffee with milch, gern. <laughs> Adrian, what do you want to talk about? I can't chat. <laughs> uh, so, my question. So, is there any pro- uh, professional career uh, involving history? Is like, like, okay, so let's say you, you're going to college and you want to, st- and you want to study your major in history. Is there any professional career besides teaching history that requires you to have a major knowledge about history? Uh, there are very few, to be honest. There are very few. Okay. One, as you said, it was teaching. But um, a lot of, a lot of uh, consulting firms, depending on what they're consulting on, say, for example, if you're, if you're a, con- a government think tank mm-hmm. uh, where you'll consult, you'll give the government consultation and advice on how to deal with situations. And there are, there are more than a few. And uh, so that would usually be a requirement. Um, for example, uh, one of my degrees is in Middle Eastern studies. So, because um, I've lived extensively in the Middle East, speak Arabic. And so, but in order to do that, part of that degree is also the history of the Middle East, which I was also studying anyway for my history degree. Um, so, yeah, you, you would need a background in history to do other things. And say, if you want to talk about economics or politics, uh, any of those fields that you're gonna, where you're going to need that information or you're going to need the history and any type of government job or you might need political science mm-hmm. you would probably also need the history all right well and at least i know what i'm getting my major and minor in um college <laughs> yes 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 that i could help <laughs> mr Parval, when you're not teaching what do you enjoy doing outside of this profession? Okay, why are you two? Why do I feel like you two have been reading my notes? We haven't. It, it's a collaborative effort, Julian. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's see, I do a number of things. Um, I like when, say, for example, out of work, I like to, um, first, I like watching sports. Hmm. Watching sports, and I, I don't really matter, too, it doesn't really matter too much which sport it is, but my personal favorites are hockey and football. Um, I like soccer a lot, too, so I'm really excited about the World Cup. In Qatar, no less. In Qatar, and my neighbor's there right now. He's over there. So those are things that I like. Um, I like to do a lot of reading still. Uh, that's fun. And I actually uh, I run a role-playing game called Pathfinder. Okay. And uh, it's, although I must have been a bit of a snob on my role-playing, so I stick with the first edition. They have a second edition now, but I didn't do that. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm old school, you know. <clears throat> and I have friends over. We, make, uh, we actually make a play date once a month. And have friends come over, and we just hang out all day long, and either do Pathfinder or watch sports or whatever, drink some adult beverages, and just 
spend the whole day because we all have lives, wives, kids, whatever. And um, we take one day out of the month just to get together, say that, hey, we need some face-to-face time with each other. Even if we don't do anything, it's not important. Yeah, it's just it's that sense of community, and, and that's, a, that's important. That's yeah. important. So those are things I like to do. I mean, there are lots of other things that I do, but those are the ones I probably spend the most time on, sports or role-playing or reading. Nice. Um, what made you teach at New Brunswick High? That's a good question. Um, honestly, if you want the honest answer, uh, the answer is I applied to a lot of schools, hmm. um, and New Brunswick got back to me pretty quickly. A few others did, too. But the fact that I did go to school here at Rutgers um, kind of sealed it for me. And plus, it was closer to my home. And um, I, as I said, since I had gone to Rutgers, I had an idea about the community here in, in New Brunswick, although it's changed in the last 20 years. Uh, but overall, I said, yeah, that's something I really want to do. Um, I like to, to work in New Brunswick because I like New Brunswick, the whole place. And that was really it, just having been here, um, having gotten having gotten to know the place a little bit when I was here for a few years at school really made me depict this place plus location at the time. It was, it was the closest one. <laughs> nice. And how long have you been here at New Brunswick high school? This is my 24th year. Wow. New Brunswick high school. So, um, yeah, so 23 full years here. So I hope that means that I've been here longer than any student I might have, because if they're 23, 24 years old and still here, that might be a problem. <laughs> Uh, now, Mr. Portable, you teach history. Yes. And as I was saying to these guys, they haven't had you, which means odds are there's a lot of students who might not get the opportunity to have you as their teacher. We're going to obviously open the mic up to you. What words of wisdom, advice would you like to impart on our student body? Uh, oh, my Lord. Um, just in general or about history? In general. In general. Um, I would say basically what I what I would like to impart to people is that um, think of life as a marathon. It's the long game. It's not about what you're going to get next year or next week or in five years, although those are good things to have goals. Set your goals, you know, for five-year goals. Where do I plan to be? What do I plan to be doing? But I would say understand that it's a marathon. It's, it's a long race, and you will probably not end up where you plan. I mean, if you had told me, you know, before I joined the Marines, because I grew up in Detroit from there, not from New Jersey, um, if you would have, say, would have said to me, yeah, you're going to become a school teacher and you're going to teach in New Brunswick for you know, 25 plus years almost, what's so my plan, and uh, you're going to live in Pennsylvania where I live, and all these things, which are all true, I, at that time I probably would have had a violent reaction. Um, I'd have probably smacked around a bit or something like that because I was a much more violent person in those days. But... Um, Back in the day, I hated kids, I hated school, and the last thing I wanted to do was teach. <laughs> but now, you know, many, many years later, I realize I love what I do. It, it's, it's a, I think it's the greatest career in the world. Um, I've been blessed to have two careers now that have been really awesome. I mean, every day in the Marines as a crypto-linguist, I loved it. And I did so many things while I did that that I never could have imagined, traveling around the world, learning seven languages, all that stuff. Um, so just understand life is the long game. It really is about the long game and always just be open to an opportunity. You never know where it's going to lead you. You know, don't say I'll never, ever do that because you just might. And you might find that it it really is rewarding. So that's really the big thing. It's life is it's the long game and just be open to opportunities because you never know where they're going to go. I want to say I'm glad you took the opportunity to be here with us today and 
based on what you shared, I hope that you'll accept an invitation to come back and tell us some more stories. I I would love that. That would be fun. Awesome. Do you guys have anything else for Mr. Pertlebaugh? Uh, nope. Uh, I'm all out. I actually do have one more question before we wrap this up. Excellent. Uh, my last question is... Is it the last question or the last first question? Yeah, the last, the last <laughs> Don't question. Don't give me the last second question. The last, the, the last question. So, how many languages have you learned uh, throughout the Marines? Or how many languages uh, are you currently speaking right now? Well, as I say, I'll, I'll, I'll claim seven. Okay. I'll claim seven. But there are probably about seven or eight more I can kind of work in. Okay. So, uh, for example, if I hear Russian... I, I taught myself Russian when I was young, but never really got a chance to use it, so I've forgotten 90% of it. But when I hear Russian, say, for example, I hear another teacher speaking Russian, I can understand what they're saying, which is really strange, because if you were to ask me how to say it, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. And I imagine, I mean, like, you know Latin, I mean, knowing Spanish, I mean, you know some foundational languages. Yes, exactly. That can help you. It helped me even if I don't, quote unquote, know even a little bit. Um, I can make heads or tails of, but yeah, there's, there's again, about six or seven more that I kind of function in at least to say, hello, good morning. I need help. Something like that. Okay. Nice. <clears throat> well, Mr. Pertlebaugh, thank you again for coming in for Maestro Monday. It has been an absolute pleasure because I'll be honest, we've worked together for <laughs> 10 years and I learned some new things about you today. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I could help out. I mean, it's really, this is my first podcast, so, uh, I'm also very pleased to see what it's all about. Nice. And uh, it won't be your last because when you have a wealth of knowledge, we need to tap into that. Okay. So that's it for today. We're going to be back tomorrow. It's a, it's a short week today. Yeah. We're going to talk about stuff tomorrow. So start spinning your wheels, boys. What are we going to talk about on Tuesday? Think about it. And tune in tomorrow for the Zebra Morning Show. Wave goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Zebra Morning Show. Do us a favor and tell someone else about us. The word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Zebra Podcast Net. Please consider subscribing and following us. The Zebra Morning Show is live streamed each day. And we're available as a podcast. Go to zebrapodcastnetwork.com slash subscribe. If you want to get involved with the Zebra Podcast Network, see Mr. Nessie. Have a great day, Zebra Nation. Nation. See you later, ladies. Bye-bye.